What are you saying? You need me to you need me to slap you into back into the war? Welcome to Should You Watch This with the Popcorn Priest, the weekly podcast for movie enthusiasts, current and ex-movie theater projectionists. New and old friends take the time to talk about a movie that we just watched and answer that very question, should or shouldn't you watch this? I need to welcome recurring guests, Take Me Away Tribe. And I have way too many (laughs) frequent flyer Miles Cole. Oh, halfway to the moon. Halfway to the moon, Half, Cole. Halfway to the moon, Bereans. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Welcome back, gentlemen. Let's hit the trailer, and then I have some questions. This is Patton, a salute to a rebel, a man whom the New York Times described in an editorial two days after his death as a legend, spectacular, swaggering, pistol-packing, deeply religious, and violently profane. Pistol a strange religious combination man. of fire and ice. George C. Scott as General Patton. They followed my plan. I'd be there by now. I'd cut off the retreat of every damn German <laughs> I didn't pick you. Carl Malden as General Bradley. I picked you. One of the best field commanders I've got, but you don't know when to shut up, George. You're a pain in the neck. Sicily. <laughs> France. The Battle of the Bulge. I will be proud to lead you wonderful guys into battle anytime, anywhere. Pat. Rated M. <laughs> Rated M? So like a video game? I don't know, man. That's weird, right? Isn't that weird? It must have come from like a yeah, that, country that, with that, different that must be like a, Yeah, that's a, was that some vintage trailer? Yeah, it's, a, yeah. It's, but, it, but it sounded... It it's, sounded like it sounds strange. They called them guys rather than soldiers. like the old like trailers. Yeah. So maybe, uh, I don't know what M means, but it's uh, let's let's get into the description. The World War II phase of the career of controversial American general George S. Patton, directed by Franklin J. Schaffner, <laughs> Schaffner, Schaffner, Schaffner. Which one do you like? I don't. I don't know. Franklin J. Schaffner. Top build stars George C. Scott, Carl Malden, and Stephen Young. Written by Francis Ford Coppola, Edmund H. North, and Ladislaus Farago. <laughs> Schaefner. Schaefner. Franklin J. Schaefner. Franklin J. Schaefner, thank you. And Ladislaus Fargo. Ladislaus. Ladislaus. The best part of the show is to figure out last name. Maybe it's like Ladisla? Fargo, go. There's like two tel- G's. It's like a telemarketer a trying l- to. Ladislas Fargo. Fargo. <laughs> uh, Runtime, oh man, runtime of two hours and 52 minutes. Way too long. What? Rated PG. Ladislas Fargo. Uh, all right, I like mine better. <laughs> uh, rated PG, but a 1970s PG. What would this be rated today? PG-13 at least. Um, if they made it today, it would be a lot more violent and have a lot more swearing. It would, be, would. It would be R. I yeah. think it'd be R. I think they'd, let, they'd include more F-words. Would now. they? I don't know that you could make a movie like this today, though, like with the scale. Because, like, I mean... Budget-wise? Yeah. I haven't seen um, on the... All Quiet on the Western Front. Is it more bigger in scale? Or just, no, oh, yeah. I mean, none of them are like this thing because most movies aren't like this anymore without like CG stuff. It's, it's like it's like compared to Fury, like 
Yeah. That's what you're going to get. You're going to get smaller scale, more personal stuff. You're not going to get big scope stuff. Yeah. You're not going to get giant. You can like, do that, but hundreds it's, yeah, of tanks. It's not going to be like this. Yeah. Yeah. All quiet. It's kind of like Cause it, 1917. Yeah. They're just kind of. It's half it's, people speaking yeah. in train cars and half people just using yeah, the same it's like, battlefield. Yeah, it's like over it's over saving again. Private Ryan for World War One in terms of just extreme violence. Mm-hmm. Can I? Am I? Can I watch that? You know, yeah, me. yeah. No, you'd be able to. It's, yeah, it's fine. The first half is really gory. It's like, not. It's, it's basically like Saving Private Ryan, like in terms of the brutalism of the way people die. I mean, it's not a feel good <laughs> movie, but I mean, it's not a feel good anything. It's the, you're going to be a little squeamish, but you'll be able to get through. All right. I it's, I need to watch it, but I mean, it's really good. How long is it? It's is it two two hours and like forty minutes. It's longer, but it's really it keeps you engaged. This movie was long AF. <laughs> uh, genre on Rotten Tomatoes says war. What is it good for? No, it says war biography, and IMDb says biography drama war with yeah, a runtime of all two of hours this, and fifty. Minutes. All of this works, I think. I don't know. Yeah, it all works. Yeah. yeah. The pacing's really good for a three hour show. I think show. Uh, yeah. they should they should put in a little bit of comedy in there. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's comedy. It was funny. Oh, I, was just, has, I, I thought you were saying they should put comedy into the movie. It's like oh, there's no. plenty of comedy. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It I has feel a like lighthearted moments. There's some funny yeah. I laughed. Yeah, yeah. More than I thought I would. Is that okay that I, I laugh? I think so. Right. I think it's des- I think that's what it's designed for because the story- I can't imagine that those aren't meant to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. IMDb gives us a rating of 7.9 out of 10 from 363,000 reviews. Rotten Tomatoes, however, gives it a 90% from 52 critics and 93% from 25,000 yeah, like, audience. Are there, are there like critics on Rotten Tomatoes who are going back into like old movies to do stuff? It's I've, I'm always curious. I don't know about still. critics, but for sure audience people go back and review. Yeah, but I just am always curious on their, their critic meter. It's like, well, what are they pulling from? Because I feel like well, anything old is going to be super biased. Well, Correct. anything older too, they'll use I mean, modern stuff's biased too, but you know, for yeah, other that's reasons. An, that's an interesting point. I feel like maybe Rotten Tomatoes should segregate. Yeah, it's like there's a selection Reviews thing like, from the time and then new reviews. Yeah. Cause that that changes yes. the rating. Yeah, that yeah, I like that. That's a good but comment. Yeah, I don't know. At the time of this recording, you can only rent or purchase this from your preferred purveyor of digital media. If you choose the highest tier of our Patreon account, you'll have access to the Popcorn Priest permanent collection. Go to patreon.com forward slash Popcorn Priest for details. We yeah. actually. We bought, no, we bought it. Oh, we it purchased only, this. It was only five dollars on Amazon to purchase for the HD version, which it's actually like, it's really like four dollars to rent something. So yeah, we so we splurged with one extra dollar to get. I didn't. To own someone it. did. Yes, Cole did. <laughs> we have to thank the patronage. Tre- tre- of Cole. He treated himself <laughs> and us and us. We were treated. Mountain Dew. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm, it's a it's a Commonwealth here. We're just sharing <laughs> sharing digital that's, media. That's right. We're sharing Mountain Dew, and we're sharing beef sticks, okay? Yep. All right. This brings us to the most coveted and lauded and loved section of Should You Watch This? Popcorn Reviews the Reviews. As you know, this is where I select normal <laughs> normal guy reviews or <laughs> ladies, and we just essentially make fun of them. Would you like the 10 out of 10s or the 1 out of 10s? I like the 1 out of 10s. I would like the 1 out of 10s because this is like, this movie like won Best Picture, I think. It won seven seven Academy Awards. So Thanks for spoiling uh, by the numbers. Appreciate it. Dang it, Cole. Cole is so It's of great historical importance. (laughs) Okay. No, I appreciate that though. Okay. 1 out of 10s. I've got two. 
Okay. All right. <laughs> the first one's a slightly long, and I apologize, but I think it's hilarious. So. Alrighty, I, I'm, I'm, I'm long as hilarious. It. It's worth I'd love to hear it. The sale two five eight six eight says, "What movie did the people who gave ten out of ten watch? <laughs> what exactly is this movie supposed to be about? About people sitting in expensive buildings or talking about nonsense? <laughs> what did Pat do in this movie? What did anyone do in this weak movie?" There is no action, no worthy dialogue, no worthy scenes, absolutely nothing. Did they give the movie awards, praise, just because it implies that being American is great? Uh. <laughs> In every scene, people are standing still like dolls. I was trying to see in every scene if they're even breathing. And guess what? They aren't dolls. They did breathe. What? none worthy acting that should be praised i thought Patton belonged in the naked gun movie or hot shots the movie that would be that would be amazing to see actually i would love for that that would that sounds amazing george c scott would have fit right into that type of movie the most overrated movie i have ever seen in my entire life one out of ten star what is he talking about i don't know that's why i I selected it he's obviously never seen the tourist it's but the, no action. There's there what is are you a, talking there, about? There is some action, not more, m- less than I thought there would be. But there's a ton of dialogue, and good dialogue. Yeah, what I is, mean, I mean what is it about? It's about World War II. I mean, half of it's fighting, or half of it's strategic. Yeah, it's like I don't. Yeah, what's going to happen with the next battle? That's, that's why we select these because it's fun. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I want to know what their ten out of ten would be. Something that they, would be good. Yeah, they'd actually yeah. you know what I should do is select the reviewer because you can on IMDb and see what other yeah. movies they've rated. <laughs> Did we do that for and, the guy who I'm, like apologized to his deceased wife? Oh, oh yeah, man, that was that the was best. <laughs> From Cliffhanger, go go listen to Cliffhanger. Uh, okay, the last one out of ten. My lord. How did anyone ever think this was a good movie? <laughs> Says Tet Dog. Like so many movies of its genre, and by genre, I mean rah, rah, r- jingoist, old, old, old school war movies. <sighs> this work reduces what might otherwise be textured characters to quips and one-liners that some linear thinking Republican might once have <laughs> been considered funny, but no one else possible could have. It's crap. It's preposterous, ham-fisted canonization. It's, it's preposterous? Like it didn't happen? That's what it says. World War II didn't happen? Or like, I don't know. It's, prepos- on, it's preposterous, on. says Tet Dog. And as great as George C. Scott is as an actor, he cannot remotely make it work as anything other than brood, jingoistic caricature, bullying <laughs> a right-wing icon. That's funny, because it's like, he kind of was that. I don't know. It's like They, what, <laughs> they watered it down quite a bit. Yeah, it's like, Anything. I mean, what did, you, what did you... Tet Dog calls it hack work. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. I mean, I get Patton's the sense of the show, because it's a film it's, about him. Yeah, it's... But I mean... <laughs> Wow. All right. All right. Here's the 10 out of 10s. A fine tribute to a great patriot and fearless warrior, says Tim Riley. I'm a fan of both General Patton and the movies that captured a portion of his duty in World War II. It exposes Patton's incredible strengths and vulnerabilities. George C. Scott gives one of his best performances. 
It leaves the viewer with the impression that Patton unnecessarily risked GI lives to make a bigger splash with his peers in the media. Statistics show <laughs> that his aggressive hold him by the nose and kick him in the ass strategy actually resulted in lower <laughs> casualties. 10 out of 10 I, I stars. Love, I love the appeal to authority there with statistics show. <laughs> So they've, seem, they've done the numbers. They've it, done them. It may seem cruel, but science I proved th- it right. I think it, it is it, funny though how this like movie like focuses on him like trying to create this like image of himself, and then you just have this review of someone. Um, actually, the parts in this movie that said he wasn't great are wrong, and the stuff he said about how great he was is all right. Is all good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like there's like the just like and it's just kind of like the most like you have to put it in there for the sake of balance. It's like he cared about his image a lot and may have constructed a fake one you know that kind of built him up yeah and this person's like this is disgusting he's actually the greatest yeah he actually <laughs> he actually perfected moneyball before moneyball yeah listen to this one quite accurate says widescreen guy i have studied the career and life of george s Patton for some time and the film as far as typical hollywood fare goes it's quite accurate. <laughs> ten out of ten. And, yeah, in terms of how Hollywood, <laughs> and that's what matters. <laughs> it's not accurate. I mean, in terms of how in Hollywood, broad strokes, in terms of how Hollywood yeah. does it at the time, it's they did a good yeah, job. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, they did a good job. It's, yeah, I mean, it's like you know, it's like again, like Lawrence of Arabia is not accurate either, but it's it's just painting in the broad strokes of. Man, of Lawrence between realism is so and yeah, it's like I mean that's not I mean the the broader details of that you could say, but they yeah. Lawrence Arabia is don't, much better than this film. Don't turn into me and sidetrack now. All right, sorry, we'll sorry. get to that. All right, last ten out of ten. <laughs> Thank you, Cole, for getting us on track. I recognize when it happens. General needs to you, stand in and you of all people order Thank his you. troops forward. What a character says Boba Fett one one three eight. Very rarely has there ever been a movie in which its main character was so important and totally unmissable. Unmissable. I don't know. The character can't of George, be missed. Can't be missed. The character of George S. Patton Jr. is such a junior. Yeah, I think, is real, I think he is he, a junior. He was a junior. Know. Yeah, right. they say it during that. Junior together. Junior. We named the dog Indiana. It's such a strong, unique, and dominantly present one that he is truly being the driving force behind this movie and the reason why this is such a great and fascinating movie to watch that I just never grow tired of. It even isn't really big a World War II movie. It okay. even isn't really being... Oh, it, okay, I, I read that wrong. It even just, isn't really being a World War II movie. It's just a biopic a that happens... Study. That, that happens during World War II. That happens to take place during World War II. <laughs> Thank you, Cole. This is, like the, this is like the Die Hard Christmas movie argument. It's not really a Christmas movie. It just happens to take place during Christmas. And that involves... <laughs> just a war going on in the background, sort of. Yeah, I mean... It's, it's not a war yeah, movie. Yeah, who cares that, what that... I mean, what does that have to do with a general? <laughs> they should have just, just had random distant explosions going off. What's with like, all this talk and... of promotion stuff? It's like, that just, that's what matters, not the war that... Yeah, anyway... And that involves an allied army general. But the true focus of the movie is really on its main character and its very strong and unique personality. Having said that, it of course still has the look and feel of a World War II movie, complete with also plenty of epic battles. 10 out of 10. Okay. (laughs) Thanks, Boba Fett. 1138. This is the way. This is the way. This brings us to, should you watch this? 
Five reasons why you should watch Patton. Because I haven't seen this, this is impromptu five reasons because I... Taylor was also a newbie. I had yeah, I'd never seen it. It felt like a blind spot in the type of movie I would really like. Which also brings us to why you picked this film, and then you should give some reasons why you should watch Patton, because uh, you picked all it. All right. Uh, if you like the uh, auteur-era epic films... From like the, the from the seventies, sixties, 60s, 70s, like Cleopatra and yeah, Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, they were making a bunch of them, and this is of the ones that focus on Americans might be the best one. I don't know. I'd have to think about it because like it's not biblical, it's not British Empire. That's true. So I don't know. So I, if I'm, you like if you like that, you should watch this. Yes, that's I the reason. So um, if you like World War II in general, if yeah, you like tanks. Buff. If you There's like lots tanks. Of tanks in I gotta say the tanks are great. There's the, so many tanks. The tanks are great in this. I was I didn't I know I had I didn't know and I was very pleased with the amount of tanks. We were pleased with the amount of tanks. Yes. The tank qu- quotient uh, was met. I like the explosions too. Those are both good. Okay, if you like explosions. But I would say there's not as much World War II action that you would expect to see in a in an epic i that's right i disagree there's, one, there's only not, three or four it's true really uh, big but, like I mean, set pieces but that's how fight. those other movies are too like lawrence of arabia has got like three battles in it it's not really about that it's more about him at this eccentric british officer guy hmm. Man, and that's kind of and it's kind of it's events. very I mean I think it's because you hate America and you hate being in America. <laughs> Whoa, that's <laughs> a that's hot the take. only that's the only difference. Now it's it's states has a different tone for sure, but wow, I just got said I was a I'm I'm just, hateful, I'm just saying America. It, well, no, I'm just saying like I mean that's that's part of the appeal of that is that it's kind of like this other lens. Yeah. In another Seeing world. Us as the they, arrogant yeah. jerks kind of they, Yeah, they, like, I don't know. At least as an mm. American, you don't really have a lot of context for it. Like, what about if you like, if you want to see George C. Yeah, Scott's that's, performance? That's probably, this, the, that's a probably the strongest reason, maybe, because yeah. it's like he is very interesting at the, the kind of the very weird, eccentric character that was. Well, and this is the. This general. <laughs> the area or the era of when it was Scott and Brando competing for like who was the bigger kind of star really was it those two Uh uh-huh there was they had that same personality they only did one take they didn't like doing multiples because they felt like you know really they had to do it once to get it right because if you had to do it longer than that it ruined the performance and it wasn't worth it and Mm. they were like the two kind of man they sound really difficult to work with oh yeah totally much like george Patton himself so but Hmm. it's a good choice to watch it like his his character and his personality like he's really charismatic and he's he can be serious and then lighthearted, you know, at the drop of a hat. And he's really good at carrying the pacing and kind of keeping you interested in him, like watching him, the internal struggle and wanting like to just stay and fight and like advance. I like the variety of landscapes too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, we're pretty, in the desert the and then, sad. you know, we're in like kind of like Italy looking like Mediterranean. And then we're in like frigid German forests. It does feel like, regardless if they're in the actual places it feels like they are yeah and if you just like world war ii stuff you know saving private ryan band of brothers this is like an earlier it's not as you know cheesy in the way you kind of expect older stuff to be i was surprised like there wasn't a lot of like people like 
dramatically holding their chest over like, the top. Oh. Yeah. yeah, not as much of that. Yeah, I, I just watched Zulu, for example, which has a <laughs> lot of like bayonet stuff where it's like into the you know very fake and like barely you know wanting to make it. Which I mean, it's still a fun movie. But. Well, it's wanting to make it bloody and horrific, but also having those Hollywood standards. Yeah, which I mean, this also you can, you pulls can go over the top. This also pulls its punches for the movie, like a, as you would expect a movie of the era to do. It yeah, I agree. Well, especially yeah. Yeah, there's no like extreme language. There's no, there's no nudity. There is profanity or anything like that. Mild gore. There's some pretty, butt cracks. Pretty and some tame. like missing limbs every now. Pretty and Pretty tame it's by like. There's some corpse standards. butt cracks. Yeah, but they're everyone's just kind of wearing blood soaked yeah. bandages half the time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, it's very tame compared to today's standards. Yeah, I think we gave up more than five. Yeah, I think it's. I think it has a lot going for it. All right, I love it. Let's get into by the numbers. Blank. For God's sake, just give me the damn number. All right, this surprised me, but I know that's in the 70s, so. Talk about the gross. The budget. The budget was $12 million. Is that's it? For, if we yeah. adjusted it for inflation. Well, and that here's, here's <laughs> the thing. So I had a box office haul, and I it only it combined, it just said box office. It didn't say domestic or worldwide. Mm. Well, I don't just, know that it would have. Yeah, it probably would have just been domestic. It probably would have. Domestic well, and maybe some places in Europe. Sure. And plus, too, they, I read that after all the awards, they had a re-release, I believe, in, in 71. Yeah, afterwards. you're right. So I'm sure it probably wouldn't have accounted for that total either. So $62 million wow. and adjusted for inflation on the you're numbers. Almost, you almost had a billion or $150 million. Uh, $369 million for adjusted wow, for inflation. Dang, that's so if, you're, if we're talking about $62 million equates to three sixty nine, the budget would have been what? Like 50, 50, 60 50 million. to $60 million. Which okay. is a big budget film. But still, even today, that it Not, seems like you wouldn't be able to get that much. That's out pretty of big. That for money. this type of movie. That yes. seems low. But I was just saying, I was just thinking of like the way like the big CG Star Wars, Marvel blockbusters. They yeah, know, those are one. over 100. Yeah, I know. Those are like, but those are all super CG heavy. And it's like, I don't even, I don't think, I don't know what Fury cost. I mean, that's a smaller scale movie, but it's very similar in what yeah. it does. So. Interesting. Well, I looked up because I like these things now. And I think... Cole, while you're on your phone, you should look up what the best picture nominees were. I, I come, I'm kind of curious. 1970. The budget for Fury was 68 million for context. Okay, interesting. Well, while you're looking yeah, that up, it is the same. <laughs> uh, Cole, here are the top five grossing films from 1970. All right. Number one. And I don't know some of these. I, mean, I probably won't know most of them. That's Jack. Love Story. From 1970, grossed 106 million dollars. Love story. I Airport. <laughs> okay. 100 million. Mash the movie. Okay. The Airport one. made 100 million. Airport 100. is a movie I have never heard of. It. That's where they made. That's where airplane. Comes oh, is that the disaster food. movie that yeah. they? Oh, okay. Interesting. Then I have seen okay. clips of it. Yeah, that's where. Because it, it's it, like a beat for beat the same movie without all the spoof stuff. It's mm, very weird. Yeah, <laughs> that's where they've got the plot from. Yeah. So Mash made 81 million. Then Patton is number four at 62 million, and then the Aristocrats from Walt Disney. The Aristocats. Oh yeah, the Aristocats. Oh, okay. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> All right, is yeah. uh, forty-one million was number five. Okay. So while we're while Cole's looking up the Oscar nominations, uh, this won seven Oscars, including Best Picture, Best Actor, 
best director and best writing for Coppola and his. I think the writing's good. I I, I didn't talk about it, but I, I think it's paced well. I think it like it has great characterization. That's what I was going to say. One of the pros to watch this, this is really Coppola in his prime when he kind of knew how to tell a story, like a really tight and I, I don't story. Know. I think it does get into how he's. Well, they fired him and then brought him back. Well, no, he, yeah, he wrote it in 66 and they, Fox wasn't happy with the way it turned out at the time, but they ended up using his script though. Four years later when it went in production, but I think it was because they also changed executives at Fox. And so somebody like the way they went through it, it's night and day compared to what gets greenlit and what gets put on the shelf. Hmm. Uh, For, have you looked up the nominees? I'm scrolling down. I clicked on the wrong year. So for 70, for 70. So the winner was patent. The nominees were airport. Five easy pieces with um, <laughs> Jack Nicholson, which is kind of. A, I, I don't know I, any of these movies. I cannot man. believe Love Story got nominated for best. Picture. I don't even know what so, that is. It's this might have been a dumb thing for me to ask you to look up, but we've done it. I it's, it's anyway. too late now. So it's what's his name, Ryan? It's the guy from the Stanley Kubrick movie. Oh yeah, the Irish guy and uh, yeah, Barry Lyndon. Barry Lyndon. It's the main guy, Ryan, Ryan O'Neill. Or Ryan O'Neill was in Love Story, where it's this rich kid and this poor girl that fall in love with each other, like against all odds, like Romeo and Juliet. Sounds terrible. Uh-huh. It's so terrible. It's so. I cheesy. mean, so okay, it's the Academy having terrible nominees. And Ma- yeah. and Mash was the other dominant for the okay. picture. It's only, okay. There's five back okay. then, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Speaking of best picture, first PG-rated film to win best picture. Really? Because mm-hmm. they were all G before that? I don't know. It's either. Oh, that actually, that's interesting. G or R. They thought PG. You know what? I think they're right, actually. Parents' guidance is suggested. Parents, they, parental guidance is suggested. That is the perfect description of what's in this movie. Yeah. yeah I think that we should not have a PG-13. That's dumb. Yeah. Because you should... Go and look. It's your job. Yeah, it's well, parental guidance. Yeah. And part of the reason, too, and the stupid thing about PG. Well, I mean, get, it's none of it's. You get your, one, your one F word before it becomes R if you use more than one. The whole system. Well, if you sense. space it out, you can do, too. I've seen that. You can do. Money if, as long as it's not the act of fornication, you can use. <laughs> if it's out of anger, you get two now. Uh, yeah, okay. That sounds right. You can't yeah, say it the weird the way the, it's yeah, the action of. Yes. All right. George C. Scott filmed the opening speech in eight takes. Scott insisted that he deliver the complete speech each take rather than picking up lines according to camera angles. So he did it eight times completely through. Well, did they have multiple cameras? I don't don't know that there were. I'm trying to remember. Well, I looked that up too. Was Um, it like a three-camera sitcom? Probably. (laughs) Just all did it live. Because you can see where it changes the way that flag tilts angles. Yeah. yeah. And you capture him from three different angles as he's walking back and forth. In the August 1970 edition of American Cinematographer, Director of Photography, Fred J. Cohenkamp (laughs) said of Scott's opening speech, which was done at Sevilla Studios in uh, Sevilla Studios in Madrid, that the actor did it in six to eight times for various technical reasons, such as close-ups and camera angles, but that Scott never flubbed once, quote, never once. In fact, I can't remember him once during the picture flubbing because he didn't remember a line or got confused. That's awesome. Yeah, no, that, he has such long dialogue. That's one sequence. of the yeah. things people loved about him was he was really, once you said action, like he really inhabited the role and would just go for it. That's insane. I, I was just, there are times where at the end of his, of a speech or something he said, I'm just thinking, man, how did you remember? It's a, it's a lot of dialogue. Yeah. The opening speech, which was shot last, 
was originally intended to be at the beginning of the second half after the intermission. Huh. I think it was better. Yeah, it's, to be at the front. it's, it's better, better at the beginning. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, it, wouldn't it sets sense. up the movie a lot better. It introduces him as a character a lot better. Well, plus they're talking about the spoils of war. Yeah, and he's like talking to troops. It's at the end of the and, war. Yeah, which it make makes sense. way more sense at the beginning. Yeah, because he's, like he's that also got like a preamble bit too. He's like, yeah, it's like we're about to fight the Hunnic invasion, you know. I like that there's no credits until after that. It yeah, just yeah. starts right into it. It's goes, great. We didn't put that as one of the reasons to watch it, and I think oh, the that score, it is. <laughs> Gary Goldsmith's yeah, score yeah. is really subtle, but it works. Amazing. Yeah, it's very good. It's very, very, very good. One of the few Oscar-nominated major films without a single female actor listed in the credits. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Uh, here's right. some. <laughs> here's some fun fun numbers. The killed animal count on screen, not previously dead, is what they, <laughs> is what it says. Oh, okay. So they didn't get a dead animal and then use it as a thing. They killed. Okay. All right. And I don't know if this means they actually killed the animal or if it was just killed on screen for the film. It died during production. Could have been an accident. It could have been a tent. But this is the 70s. So they probably. But it was not given to them previously slaughtered. That's what it means. Not already killed. There is some ambiguity here. (laughs) Some animals may have died during the filming of this. They would all be horses or donkeys. I don't remember seeing any of that animal. All right. There was a bird that got shot. At the 10 minute 55 second uh, time stamp, two griffin vultures were killed. They really did that? That's terrible. At the 17 (laughs) minute mark, one chicken was killed. And the 35 minute mark, six hens were brutally murdered. And at the one hour 20 minute mark, clearly they don't breathe, are two donkeys. I mean, it's the one they throw over the bridge? I thought those were horses. That's what I thought too. They're I, mules. I wow, they're they're donkeys, but they, they actually huge. killed them. I don't care for that. You know, all <laughs> I know is these are numbers, and that's why it's in this category called by, <laughs> by the numbers. And that's the last number that I have. So before we part ways for, I got this another week, number. Are we number of stars of generals. Ah, there's some numbers. There's numbers there. <laughs> there's three stars there's and then three four. stars for most of it. And then, then they just no, well, two, well, two, two oh, at the beginning, right. two then, at the three, then three. Yeah. That's he, right. He, he basically is like, Hey, I'm going to get these three stars. So so put just, them on. Let's just get it. Let's, let's yeah. get, get going. Then it has their schedule. <laughs> I have mine. As he says, did I already ask you why you selected this? No. It was just kind of in his list of oldies but goodies to peruse. That he yeah, I've been playing a lot of strategy games, actually. And I was oh, like, really? Hey, like, there's that World War II movie that is like that I never saw. What strategy games? Uh, like uh, Company of Heroes is like that one okay. top down World War II game, and I was like, hey, that probably that movie probably has tanks in it. <laughs> you needed a, a certain amount of tanks to yeah, get, I was, get this going. Yeah, and then Zulu was on, what was it? Zulu was on YouTube's like free with ads movies. And I so I rewatched it there because I, I was like, it's a fun old Michael Caine movie. <laughs> I haven't seen that. You, I think would I think you would like it. It's nice. got, it does some cool stuff. But All even right. if it's got some of like the 70s cheese to it or 60s, I think. Well. But that was why. And I was like, hey, there is that other one that I never got around to. And I think, I don't know. I've never seen it streaming anywhere. So maybe that's part of it. I don't know. Without giving our final ratings, because we'll do that next week. But I was not looking forward to this when you said (laughs) we're going to select Patton for the film. But 
<laughs> I, it was fun. I like it. Was what fine. did you think when I picked Waterloo? Oh, dude, I don't know why. I, lo- I I'm so drawn to Napoleon and his. So that so Waterloo seemed more appealing than a World War II epic movie. Correct. I just okay, I can see that. There, I didn't know what French foreign agent. There's trappings, mixed. yeah, of like the Napoleonic era that we don't have now. So yeah, I guess that's fair. I don't know. Napoleon sounds, and I'm looking forward to uh, Ridley Scott. Uh, Ridley yeah. Scott's Napoleon. Jeez. What is it? Do you know what the title is yet? I think it's, it's just Napoleon, Napoleon now. It was called like some weird. It was like what? Snack, some cat bag thing or something. Like. <laughs> it, it was called that, like some knapsack or something. Oh, just a bag. That was what it was called. Just to like throw like them a off. Title. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. It's like so a general has to have a lot of tricks in his kit but bag. But the new one focuses like more that. on the love story. Well, I mean, that's the framed narrative like thing of it is, was my understanding from the description. Who knows what it actually is? But, that, that was when they just announced it and it was called kit bag. Who knows what it is now? <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> okay. Scott's pretty good with battle scenes. So if that's right. Anything, so it's even if it's good. bad, like, I mean, even that, that Robin Hood movie everyone hated had battle Dude, scenes. That yeah, I, it was pretty. Yeah, the ending was. Pretty I actually good. liked the. Robin I didn't Hood. think it was that bad. Oh, I don't know why people hated it. It was everyone not hated it. Great, but it was like yeah, it's fun. I it don't was, know. It, it was the middle. It was the second act. Was yeah, so boring I guess when Maid Marian shows up. That stuff wasn't great, but it did have battles in it, and I was like, that's fun. I don't know. What do you want? I mean, it wouldn't be. <laughs> should you watch this with Cole and Taylor without talking about it's, several it's other on, films? We're, on comparing, topic. we're comparing others that are close no, I know. It's I, on topic. These I, four I, films. You're right. You're right. Ridley's I, the only one who makes many more. At least it seems that way. I don't know. That's why he can't ever die. I think he's the only one who cares. Everyone else is like, nah, man, nah. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Any parting thoughts before we head into next week, where we get into a little spoilery? Do we not do beefs on this section, or is that the next section? Beefs is next week. Yeah, because okay. beefs are going to be, yeah, they can be. Beef good. can be spoilery. That's, That's why we I can't move This is a movie set in World War II, <laughs> starring George C. Clark, or George C. Scott as Arthur General Patton. Arthur C. Clark. As Arthur C. Clark <laughs> in 2001. Shooting down a space station with his Colt. Yep. <laughs> wow. Well, at this point, there may be spoilers up ahead. So if you want to watch and then come back next week and join us for our breakdown of what was a very, I don't know, I should, for our breakdown yeah. of. Yeah, well, you don't give stuff away. Patton from 1970. 70. I am on the social media as I dare you to message the great popcorn priest at popcorn priest to love movies and would love it if you would share the love. Share this with the movie lover in your life. Another way to support the show is by throwing a few shekels at the priest by visiting patreon.com forward slash popcorn priest and see what extra perks you can enjoy. Lastly, the easiest way to support the show and the most free is like and subscribe and give us a five-star review easier than starting your Tesla car. As always, thanks for listening and thanks to my special guests. Be like me and oh my gosh, that was the wrong sound bite again. Be like me and rate everything five stars because you love it. There we go. It's amazing how many things Airport got nominated for too. That was like patent where they that is funny that it ten was or eleven well, nominations. Well they had considered. two actresses from Airport nominated for best actress for that, which is I've never seen that before. I haven't either. And as always, thanks for listening, and thanks to my special guests. Take me away, tribe. Mm. My flight is delayed, Cole. Always a pleasure. (laughs) Join us next week for part two of the longest movie of all time. We'll see you then.